This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Wow, great to see you. Many people. Wow, this is fun. Just thank you so much for coming. Thank you as well to all those people who it's, who it's their first time, which is wonderful. And uh, it's just, it's going to be a very special service today. We're doing it a little differently. We're actually going to be closing with a baptism here, which is a traditional thing to do at Easter. And as you can see, we have this custom-built shelves. Not really, but, but, but shelves that we built here with these flowers. We're going to be doing it at the end of the service. going to be very, very special. So great to have you, have you folks here. So kids, I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about reclaiming hope. What I'd love for us all to do is to say those two words together, reclaiming hope. Ready? Reclaiming hope. That's what we're looking at. How do we reclaim the hope that is deep in our hearts? Because the Easter story has some times that are really difficult. You know, here's this man, Christ, and, and he has these followers. He's done wonderful things for people. He's been a healing presence. And he becomes a threat to people, so they actually kill him. And everybody is so sad because they feel like it's the end. It's the end. And yet he pulls off this incredible miracle to remind us that it's never really the end. That spring always comes. That that, that smell of flowers, that I'm getting, like that is what is real. That is what we are being pulled towards That is our destiny. That is God's very point. And I'm going to tell you the story, kids, through the story of one woman, Mary Magdalene. Now, can we say her first name? Her first name is Mary. Can you all say her first name? Mary. And and Mary, Mary's kind of interesting. Mary, Mary, she had been, she had been like really, really struggling with a lot of things. The Bible said she was struggling because she had seven devils she was wrestling with. And think of those as seven things that she's really working on. And guess what? She wasn't winning the battle. She was losing that battle. And along comes Christ who heals her of that who takes away fear, anxiety, all those things that were driving her literally crazy. And that's where we pick up this story. So I'm going to read the story for you kids, and then you're going to see some pictures back behind me here. Early on, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, so it was way early in the morning. You know, that's why a lot of churches have what's called a sunrise service. Way early, while it was still dark. Mary Magdalene, and that's her right there, went to the tomb, which was Jesus' tomb. It was sort of was put into a rock. Went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb, both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb First, and we can see a picture of them running there. He bent over, looked in. Again, he's looking into the tomb. He's looking into a cave. Now, would looking into a cave be a little scary, kids? You know, a little bit scary, a little bit intimidating. We're going to look at that in a minute. He bent over, looked in at the strips of linen lying, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still in its place, separate from the linen. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. 
Now Mary Magdalene stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked, woman, why are you crying? And they actually knew what the answer was. They have taken my Lord, she said. They've taken Christ. And I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. She asked, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener. Thinking he was the gardener. And I'm going to have you all say that G word really loud. Thinking he was the gardener. She said, sir, if you'd carry him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus then said to her, Mary, he calls her by her name. She thought, she, she thought this was the gardener, and all of a sudden he says her name. Wow. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Beautiful, beautiful Bible story there. And kids, actually, I'm going to have you help me with the service here. I'm going to put a question up here, and you, I want you to find the adult you're with and tell them what the answer is and have them text it in to me. And this is what the question is right here. Why do you think she would have mistaken Christ for a gardener? Why did she get confused? Why do you think, what do you think made her think that he was a gardener? So please talk about that for a minute. And you can have your parents text in an answer to me. Go ahead. All right. Let's take a look and see what some of these, these answers, what some of these answers were. All right, they're still coming in, still coming in. We got to let our line audience get caught up here. She didn't know he had risen. Might have had hope in the Lord and forgot that he said he would rise again. From Tyler, because she didn't know he had risen. Because, this is my daughter, because he was woody, because he looked like a regular man and was alive. He was dirty, maybe. That's a good one. Because he makes things grow. That's beautiful. We'll be talking about that. Because they were near a garden. Good. Early morning is when gardeners work. Uh, She wasn't expecting to see Jesus. She was standing in a garden. Who else would be there? Really, really interesting, right? Uh, He had a cloak on that made him look like a gardener planting flowers. She did not expect to see him. Those are great answers. And I think it's really important. Like, that's what I want to focus on is why did she see him there? And and I think it's deliberate. Kids, you want to know what I think the answer is? Could you say what? This is why. This is what I think the answer is. I think she thought he was a gardener because he was gardening. That's simple. He was gardening. He was gardening. Now, as the band comes out for our next song, I ask you to think about what does that mean that she saw him here? Planting things. And King, thank you for this beautiful flower. That she saw him planting things. What does that mean? And what can that mean in our lives? When it comes to the very simple, yet very profound idea of learning how to reclaim hope. So imagine, imagine Mary, kids, I just want to walk through the story and like that, that, that phrase there in the song, I shall be released, I'll find release. And that's what she found. Because just imagine this. 
It's so early in the morning, like it's still dark, and she has this little small lamp. And she walks over to where she thought Christ would be. And she didn't find him there. And you think about how sad that would have made her. Like, like this was the person that she had really dedicated her life to. And then we see this great Bible passage up here. It tells us what happens next after she sees him planting. And then we see this beautiful line. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. So he, he said her name. And just imagine that, like, like, and for the adults in here, we do that a lot, right? We think God is in a certain place and is going to be in a certain way, and we kind of put God into, into our constructs. And those constructs inevitably fail. They inevitably fade away and die. And we go back to look, and God isn't there. But a stone has been moved. That stone of our heart has somehow been shifted. And when we turn, we start to see this. Now, kids, you ready for a little quiz? What did she think he was again? She thought he was a gardener. She thought he was a gardener. And we start to see God in a very different, wonderful way. And and just, just like let's put ourselves in that place. I'm sure all of us in here, if we were thinking about it, we probably have someone we really loved who's now in heaven. And we'd love to hear their voice one more time, right? And that's what I think this is about, that, that hearing that voice. And you just, you just think about how she would have been, wow, what a miracle. And all of a sudden, in that one moment, folks, listen, listen, listen. In one word, in one word, her whole life changed. And it's important to understand that, that, again, like words can do that. Words and song can be a way for us to celebrate, a way for us to connect with things that are, that are so much incredibly bigger than what we are. Do you want to see an example of that? We're going to see a little video here. And it's, and it's a video of a mom and she's got a baby in her tummy and they do an ultrasound. And the parents start singing as they're doing the ultrasound. And I want you kids to see what happens. So take a look at this little video. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it. And your facial shirt is showing. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a beautiful, beautiful piece. And you can imagine, yeah, isn't that cute? <laughs> That's silly cute. You know, and, and, and like that, that idea of the sound and the sound of your mom and dad's voice and what that would mean to you. I mean, even as a little baby, what it all means. And that's exactly the kind of experience she had. And, and to see him planting, and I, and I can only imagine like, like Christ there planting something. And maybe planting a flower and, and just imagine her going back to that, to that cemetery again and again. Listen to this. Going back to that cemetery again and again, not to see the empty tomb. 
But to see that, to see that flower, to see what had been planted and the beauty of that, because she was starting to understand one of the most beautiful truths that we have in Christianity. And this is from True Christianity 170. In Christ, God is human. I'm going to have you say the last G word there. And a human is God. I think, folks, what we're supposed to get from this particular part of the Easter story is a very simple piece. What are we to pay attention to? We're to pay attention to this. Pay attention to the risen, to the life arising in this one. The life arising in this one. That idea that, that, that here you are in your life and that at this Easter time, even those parts that are dead and feel so wounded, God can still breathe life there. And that we're not to look at a life like, okay, God's gonna give me a risen life when this happens or when that happens or when I finally win the Powerball. What he's going to do, I'm gonna have you say this really loud. He's going to start to have your life, your resurrection, something's gonna start to rise in this life. Right here and right now. Because we have to imagine, folks, we have to imagine Mary here. And kids, I'd ask you to think of this. You know, here she saw Christ just, just in an ordinary place. And again, for the Christmas story, where was Christ born? He was born in a, in a manger, in a stable. So you see, of course he'll come back in that ordinary way. Of course he's going to come back there. He's not going to come back with the clouds parting. All of a sudden, the whole world makes sense. And oh, that's not the way it's going to work. It's going to work with them coming back in something ordinary. So that we can see this, listen. So that we can see even in what is very ordinary, there's something incredibly holy. We start to see incarnation like God right there. And again, like imagine... Every time she saw a gardener, now this was a, this was a farming culture. So how many times did you see people planting stuff? You see that a lot? All the time. And I just imagine her walking along, seeing somebody leaning over planting, and she's like, might be Christ. Oh, there's God. Yep, right over there. And folks, imagine again. Imagine again, put yourself in this place. And I want to come back, I said it before. Coming back to that graveyard. And looking, yes, and seeing the place where Christ had been. Looking at that. But knowing this. Knowing where Christ is. That very message of Easter is, is, is something, again, that we can, we can pull into our lives, we can use to reclaim hope. Listen to this, and we learn to love, and love is simply this. Love is learning to say yes to what is. And I'm gonna point to you, have you all say yes. Love is learning to say yes, yes to what is. That's what God is trying to get us to see, to see him everywhere. And what a miracle that is. 
And do we see where we can start to reclaim hope? No matter what our lives look like, and Mary's life looked really hard. She'd had a really hard life, and then she'd finally found what she thought was solution, and then it looked like that solution died, but she realized that it came to life again, that there was resurrection, and I think that's what we all crave in our hearts. A resurrection, and she got to experience that in amazing ways. And when she did that, she got to reclaim hope. So kids, happy Easter. Can we all say happy Easter together? Happy Easter. Can we all say it with our hands going like happy Easter? Happy Easter. Because it really is good. It's good. This is a day to celebrate no matter what your life looks like because that's the whole point of the story. It's a good story no matter what your life looks like. It's a good story about resurrection and love and connection and a God who loves you, a God who wants to be seen in the ordinary, a God who wants to listen, listen, a God who wants to call you, to call you by your name, to call you by your name. That's beautiful. So sweet again, you know, folks, to experience that. And just just look at this, you know, just let me get this out of the way. Look at this. I mean, like this is beauty. This is beauty. This is what's real. This is what actually matters. This is where we reclaim hope. It, it, just a few short months ago, these flowers looked like nothing. You couldn't even see them. And yet there's a miracle here, right? A miracle in what God can do with our lives if we're willing to open. And like any seed, yes, there is a time where it gets pressed into the darkness of soil. But there's light and there's water. And you add those two together and you reach for the sun. So could we do a final happy Easter together? Happy Easter. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.